Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Zechariah chapter 11. I got to tell you, this is a difficult passage, and it's even more difficult for me to try to communicate what it says, because I'm just learning this myself. I feel like I'm just on the front edge of starting to understand what this text means. There's a really important couple verses in this text, though, in chapter 11, verses 12 and 13. We'll get to those in a second. One of the things going on here in Zechariah 11 is that Zechariah is commanded by God to become the shepherd of a flock doomed to slaughter. There have been other shepherds who have not had pity on this flock. They have not taken care of them. They've just wanted to get rich off them. And so Jeremiah or Zechariah becomes the shepherd of the flock doomed to slaughter. And he's given two staffs in his hands, one named Favor, the other one named Union. It's at this point that I need to mention that many commentators, and it makes a lot of sense, say that Zechariah is a foreshadowing of Jesus, who is going to be the shepherd of the flock doomed to slaughter. Jesus is going to come in and be the shepherd of his people Israel, and it's not just going to be his people Israel, but the rules are going to change, and the covenant is going to change, and anybody from any tribe, tongue, and nation who has faith in Christ can be welcomed into this family. It's not just for Judah and Israel. So Jesus shows up on the scene if that's what Zechariah is foreshadowing. It says Zechariah got rid of three shepherds in, in the first month of his being the shepherd. So these are like lesser shepherds, shepherds that are under him. And in Zechariah's day, we don't know who those people are. They are probably people, leaders within the Jewish ranks, within the ranks of Judah who are known by that current audience. But people say the parallel, some interpreters say that the parallel understanding of that when you think of Jesus as the shepherd who's getting rid of these three shepherds under him are the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law. So three different kinds of shepherds that have mistreated and misled the flock. So it goes on and Zechariah later in chapter 11 says that he wants to be paid for being a shepherd. And so let's pick it up in verse 12. Then I said to them, if it seems good to you, give me my wages, but if not, keep them. And they weighed out as my wages, 30 pieces of silver. Then the Lord said to me, throw it to the potter, the lordly price at which I was priced by them. That's sarcasm. The the lordly price. It's not a lordly price. 30 pieces of silver is jack squat. And so it's saying, you're just going to pay me this terrible wage for being the shepherd of the people. You have no appreciation for what I'm doing. Again, you can see parallels to Jesus. The the Jewish leaders of the day had no respect for him. They wanted to get rid of him and uh, should also remind you of 30 pieces of silver that were used by Judas. So let's finish in Zechariah first. It says, so I took the 30 pieces of silver and threw them into the house of the Lord to the potter. So there are these 30 pieces of silver that are given to Zechariah to be the shepherd, which is an insult to him. And those pieces are thrown back into the house of the Lord to the potter. There's a related instance in Matthew 27. You remember that Judas took 30 pieces of silver from the Pharisees to betray Jesus. And then in chapter 27 of Matthew, verse 3 and following, here's what it says. Then when Judas his betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned. So this is after Jesus has been arrested and condemned. 
and he's seeing this all play out, he changed his mind and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. They said, what is that to us? See to it yourself. And throwing down the pieces of silver into the temple, he departed and went out and hanged himself. But the chief priest, taking the pieces of silver, said, it's not lawful to put them into the treasury since this is blood money. So they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field as a burial place for strangers. Therefore, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken by the prophet Jeremiah, saying, and they took 30 pieces of silver, the price of him on whom the price had been set by some of the sons of Israel, and they gave them for a potter's field as the Lord directed me. So what's interesting, it might be troubling for some people, is that Matthew attributes this text to Jeremiah, and actually it's Zechariah 11, 12 and 13, as we just read. Well, that's not a huge problem because in the time of Jesus, you know, there were different sections of the Bible. There was the, the historical books, and there were the poetry books, there were the law books, and there were the prophets. And so the prophets, Zechariah is one of the minor prophets, this all kind of fell under one category. And sometimes they would refer to all the prophets as Jeremiah. So this isn't contradictory in any way. This It would have fallen under the broader umbrella of all the prophets, which they could have re- referred to as Jeremiah, even though it's from Zechariah. Now, there's a bigger question that I want to touch on before we close this podcast out. That is, I, I was at a seminary one time for a year. I quit after that. And one of the reasons I quit is because I think they weren't handling scripture well. I remember having a New Testament professor in That professor didn't use this specific text, but I can imagine how the professor would have used this text in light of other things the professor was teaching. And that is that Matthew, who was primarily writing to Jewish people to convince them that Jesus was the Messiah, Matthew would have cherry-picked this account from Zechariah of this shepherd who is a lot like the Messiah, the king who was to come, Jesus, being paid 30 pieces of silver and then throwing it into the temple, uh, to the potter that's in the temple, and that being very similar to what the account says here in Matthew, this professor would have said that that event in Matthew may not have happened the way that we read it in the text, but rather Matthew pulled this familiar account from Zechariah and embedded it, even though it wasn't historically accurate, embedded it in the narrative of the text to convince the readers that the prophecy was true and that Jesus is that person. In other words, Matthew was using this story from Zechariah to advance propaganda that wasn't entirely based on historical fact. Of course, this is a major assault against the authority of Scripture, and you and I need to determine that scripture is true, scripture is inerrant, what Matthew wrote was written because that's what God wanted him to write, and it was in line with what happened historically. This isn't some cherry-picking propaganda artist who's just taking things from the Old Testament, slapping them in to his account to try to sell his false story for the sake of whatever his agenda is. Beware, friends, of bad Bible interpretation and bad Bible application. We can take God's word to the bank. It's reliable and true in Zechariah and Matthew and everywhere else. Have a great day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute worship service, which airs on radio stations around the world, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast, featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. 
First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities can be found at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.